Welcome back, everybody, to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus Mastermind Call. We do this once a week. We get on and we pick a topic pertinent to musicians in this business, independent musicians specifically, who are trying to carve something out for themselves, carve out their niche, attract an audience, maybe even make a couple of bucks on this whole thing. I mean, after all, it is supposedly the music business. So today we are going to be discussing uh, the uh, book The Curve, the information around The Curve by Nicholas Lavelle, Nicholas Lovell, Nicholas Lavelle, and um, as well as the future of 3D printing and how <laughs> that may affect your business in the future. All right, guys, so we're going to just go ahead and get into it. Those of you who are looking at a video um, of today's show can see that uh, we have the infographic up on the screen already for you. Uh, my co-host, uh, uh, Kerry JK, is with us as well. Hiya. How you doing, Kerry? All right, buddy? I'm, not, I'm good. I'm all good. All right, all right. And Kerry was the one who brought this to my attention uh, a couple of days ago, and... Um, let's let's get let's take a little step back though and talk about the sort of basis for this because this is something that is i think that we've all become aware of free in the marketplace free is becoming more and more and more and more and more everything i am noticing it i am discovering uh the aspect and the use of free in my offline brick and mortar service business I am seeing the impacts of that as well. So it's bleeding over into that. It's not just an online thing, but free is becoming more and more and more uh, of a thing every single day. And just when you think, you know, we found a way to deal with free and how we're going to work with free, there is some new technology that is threatening, maybe not threatening, but maybe challenging us that more stuff that we thought we could use to leverage for dollars is now going to become free. <laughs> and what the hell are we going to do about that? Um, so, uh, and, and I wanted to mention quickly because Carrie and I, and most, most many of you out there who uh, listen to us have read or at least have seen Amanda Palmer's TED Talk. Um, and if you if you don't want to read the whole book, the whole book is uh, fantastic. But if you just watch her TED Talk, it's really the book distilled down into about 17 minutes. So if you're not a reader, you just want to watch that, you can get into it. But she does a great um, talk on this. The book is called The Art of Asking. <clears throat> and it is a very unique business plan and business model. I think if you were, <laughs> I think that like 10 years ago, Carrie, if you would have taken that, that model to the, to your bank to get like <laughs> a business loan, I think they would have like laughed, <laughs> laughed. <laughs> best case scenario, they would have laughed in your face. Worst case scenario, they would have like uh, physically uh, escorted you from the premises, but <laughs> it is a thing. It is a total thing. And more and more online businesses are finding ways to work with this. I posted a link a few um, a few months ago to the book Free. I believe the guy's name is Chris Anderson I, or Eric Anderson. I will I will cor I will correct that before the end of the podcast. Make sure I give you guys the right thing, but it's called Free. <clears throat> and it was written a few years ago as this whole free thing was really kind of, you know, 
befuddling so many people, so many businesses, people that produce information type stuff and art, music, that is all information technically. So what do you do when everything like that is free? Music is free. Everything's free. How do you work with that? So that is going to sort of be the shape of our discussion built around this latest book called The Curve. And is, is that uh, Nicholas Lovell or Lavelle? What do you think? Um, I don't know how it's pronounced. I'm, I'm going to go L- with Lavelle. Okay. L-O-V-E-L-L. Okay. Yeah. So just so that you guys can uh, look it up on your own. We'll, we will put a link to, um, yeah. to the stuff here um, um, in, in the description I- as well. And typical to his um, subject matter, he has uh, books for free download on uh, thecurveonline.com. You see, the curve online, all one word with no hyphens. And if you go there, you can find the infographic that we're looking at now. You can find, um, I know there's at least one book there that um, is for free, is um, a free download. It will take you to Google Books or Kindle, but it's free download from there. His main book, which is 10 Ways to Make Money from Free. I don't know if that one's free or not, but it is in there. And I think he also does consultancy. I, I'm looking well. at his, uh, yeah, I'm looking at his, his page right now. And it says, download your free ebook now. And it says 10 Ways to Make Money in a Free World. <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead while we are talking here. Okay. And just go um, ahead and download, I, uh, download. And I think. I think the other thing that the other sort of like takeaway that I want to get from this as well before we really dive in is that this is just the latest. This is there's nothing revolutionary about this. This is just the latest in what pretty much every guru that I've seen has been advocating for the past five years in one way or another. What is what he has done, though, is is, um, encapsulated it into three stages, which we'll get to shortly. Um, but this is the way the market has been going for quite a long time now, certainly in music. And um, people are having to find ways to start from free and move to that to a new position. I mean, the most obvious, most egregious example of this is mobile games. Um, video games, it used to be, if you wanted to play a new video game, you would go out and buy it for $60 or however much. Um, and if you didn't do that, you didn't play it. Maybe you play a demo. But now, so many now, probably the, big, probably the biggest market in um, video games now is free-to-play, which is where you download the base game for free and you play it. But then, as you carry on, what you then do is download extra content or you pay for in-game content. And once you're hooked on the game and you're enjoying the game, you have absolutely no problem doing that. Not just because you want to go on further in the game, because by that point, you're thinking, hey, this game is making my life better. I'm liking being here. So I don't mind giving a little bit back to uh, to the people who created the thing. Whereas if someone had just said straight up, pay $60 for this game and you may or may not like it, then you might not have made that call. That is, um, <clears throat> I, that scares a lot of people. Um, mm. Because what happens if the audience is just completely content just to play the game? Hmm. Well, that's the, that's the that's the art of it. And if you do play online games a lot, you find if it's one that really does grip you, people will spend the money. I mean, um, there's companies there that have made billions of dollars. I mean, I mean, Candy Crush is a bit of a dark example because they do 
that they have little things in there that um in fact i think they've been even censured for some of the things that they've done to get bit, and especially kids to um pay their pay the bits go get mommy's credit card it's probably yeah. your purse <laughs> Yeah. All right. They're, 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 stop, they're stop short of that, but it's all about. But, but but it's it's all about like creating an addiction that you then want to feed. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think. Well, stop because you said something really important. Mm. Creating the addiction <laughs> that they then need to feed. So mm. I th- and, and that is really important because I think that like a lot of people see this and go, okay, 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 I got it. You know, but I'll just do these things and, and it'll work. You have to build in. You have to make it so engaging and so enthralling. And you have to get them so wrapped up in what they're doing. So, again, I want to – this is something that, like, we need to stop right now, Carrie, and, and make sure that we discuss before we go any further. And that is this – all these things sound easy. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is <laughs> it is not easy. It is not. And you have that means that this goes back to and it's something that Leah said. He says, I actually am going back through Leah's course because I'm actually showing it to the marketing people that we're working with and we're going to like have them implement this. I'm really excited about the direction we're going in. Um, but I would be going back to her course, and the first thing she says is make sure your shit is good. like you know like it seems like a no-brainer but before you rush off into some marketing thing make sure like you you know we're we're talking about music here so make sure whatever kind of music you do make sure it's freaking awesome make sure you are awesome make sure that what you got is really the kind of thing that people are really going to kind of like you know grab onto and have the potential to become to to have an addiction that they need to down the road feed so Mm. they will throw money at you but you have to start out with what it is that you're doing and make sure that it is freaking amazing it can't (laughs) just be a bunch you know our our, uh, last president had a famous saying you know lipstick on a pig and it can't just be lipstick on a pig it's got (laughs) to actually be something that people are like oh wow this is really cool i'm really digging it um, and you know, as you were talking, you mentioned Candy Crush, but one of the things, one of the businesses that makes, a, sh- excuse me, I shouldn't swear, a, a crap ton <laughs> of money is Facebook. Now, for all the poo-pooing people do about Facebook, people are addicted to Facebook. People are on Facebook constantly, mm-hmm. and Facebook is free, right? It is. It is mm-hmm. totally freaking free. You can anybody can download the app. So we're doing it right now. You can go online, whatever. You can go to Facebook, whatever. Borrow a friend's computer, whatever. You can be on Facebook. <clears throat> but Facebook is a multi, if not million, billion dollar business. But it's totally free. Mm-hmm. So as we continue the discussion, put that in the, keep that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Billion dollar business, com- but it's completely free. Cost the user zero. So think about that. Anyways, okay. So Carrie, I apologize, but I had to want I want to interject those mm-hmm. points. A, it's not easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> and B, even Facebook, the, you know, has found, you know, this thing that, you know, there's, there's, and what I'm saying about the reason I use the example of Facebook is because it, there's stuff all around you that is doing this. And I think we just have mm. become kind of like, kind of blind or like just to, like, um, 
immune to it because we're so used to seeing it. So this is a thing that is happening, not with just like, uh, you know, small independent businesses like, like mine and Carrie's and yours, but multi-billion dollar businesses are grown from free. Google, YouTube, Facebook, etc. So keep that in mind. Carrie, continue, please. Right then. So, um, so basically the point that's being made now is that at the point of entry, um, I mean, what, what he's done here on his infographic, he's saying the old way is that you set a price before you even get the product in your hands and then you sell as much as possible. So it's all about creating the desire there. Okay. But you don't give away a damn thing. You might give away a quick sample. But the public, but that's, that's not going to cut it anymore because people are so used now, especially if it's something that they know doesn't have any manufacturing costs. Um, they'll want to at least be able to try the thing. And then maybe they'll, um, having once they've tried that and realised it is something they want, then they'll maybe want to pay for it or um, watch advertising in order to um, pay for it that way. So there's no actual outlay in terms of um, subscription or paying. It might be that the model is based on advertising. Um, hey, we've just described the past 50 years of broadcast television. Yeah, that's yeah. based on advertising. Yeah. So it's not even, so even that's not new. Um but this idea here, one of the things that he does as um, a hypothetical situation, it's not that hypothetical now, because now 3D printing is a thing and people can. The early, as he says, it's only the early adopters that are doing this now. But if you have access to a 3D printer, you can go ahead and print little things that before you would have to go down to the store to get, just little ashtrays, little things like that. And um, one, of them, one of the biggest problems there. And the reason why the little skull and crossbones dude is on the infographic is because um, like a big problem with online stuff is uh, copyright infringement. People will just download shitty images and print knockoff merchandise from things. So the people who are actually copyright holders aren't, being, aren't, aren't getting a cut of this stuff. It's just stuff that's being pirated. Um, imagine when that can apply for um, 3D um, inventions as well. It's little gadgets that you've done R&D on that you have a patent for, but now someone can do a knockoff of it and just print it off themselves. It doesn't mean, though, that the actual product they print off for themselves will be good. I mean, like, it won't have the same manufacturing processes, and they will be stuck with whatever comes out of the 3D printer. They won't have any, um, they won't have any say in the sorts of materials they have, but what they will be able to do is customise it. There's going to be swings. The point, point being made, anyway, is that this technology is set to take everything that we've been having from digital um, downloads, from music and intangible things, and apply it to physical stuff as well, which is which um, probably should scare the shit out of quite a lot of people who are making the money out of manufacturing. But, I mean, one of the points he was making in his book as well is if you were prepared for that day, then you can still come up with something. So that's when it gets How to far, the How I mean... <laughs> Okay, I, I don't want to get off on a little bit of a tangent, but I mean, can you can you three D print T shirts? I mean, <laughs> I mean, how does that work? I mean, this is made well, out of cotton, and you know that I'm you know. Yeah. Do I want to do I want to put something on my body that's made from some? Well, I mean, that's what not... do they even use? I mean, I I don't <laughs> know. I do not understand the tech. I'll just be yeah. honest. I don't understand the technology. I know that it's there and that it works. I did a yeah. quick Google search on three D printers and found that there are. A wide variety. You can pay anywhere from like two hundred to seven hundred and eight hundred dollars 
mm-hmm. uh, for th- for your own 3D printer. How it works and what you can print, I don't know. It looks to what me like can... they're printing like plastic kind of yeah. looking type it's, items. It's plastic goods. I mean, clothing. I mean, it's not. I mean, like, I don't know. Making clothing, that's not. I don't know if that technology exists or not. But t-shirts, what they can do is print on t-shirts, and that's what people are doing. Okay, so you can. So in other words, well, I mean, we did talk about, um, and I told my uh, my marketing team about this, and they were like really kind of blown away by by what you were doing with uh, giving away uh, transfers Mm. that people could download, print out on their printer, and put on put on a t-shirt. Um, and I think that, that's a great that's a great idea, and I think that is a kind of yeah. in between step, if you will, yeah. well, between like physical I mean, that, and three uh, D printing. I mean, like bit of a spoiler alert on this one. That's actually a great example of something you can plug into this. You give away the transfer and say you can print this on your own t shirts. But if that looks like a lot of work, pay me fifteen dollars and I'll send you the t shirt with it printed on. So now you've created that's the demand. A great and, idea. Yeah. Wow, really smart for a guy yeah. who says he doesn't like marketing and business or anything <laughs> like that. You got a lot of good ideas. <laughs> so that's um, so that is that is one simple example of this model. Uh, but anyway, moving on down to here, this is um, what he then says. This translation also creates an opportunity, and this is where it comes back to what he calls the curve. And as I say, I recognize this as busking theory. Street performers and buskers have been using this for centuries. Um, and I think people were walking past it every day and not realizing what it was. Um, as I say, when you when you say, and, and this is what I mean about actual professional buskers that you'll find in the main cities, not like a wino with a sad dog and a harmonica. <laughs> I'm talking about actual people who do this shit properly. A wino and a sad yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a um, this. I mean, these are these are the and what we're what we're talking about is like circle shows, like the jugglers, the guy who walks on the ladder, the stilt walkers. Um, these are the people, and the first thing, and the reason why a lot of these, by the way, are up high, is because they want people to see something interesting in there. And these are people who are just walking past on their way to work on their lunch break, just out shopping, and at that point, it's just an ordinary day. Then they look across the then they look across the street and they see a crowd forming. And they want to know what's in the middle of that crowd. And then they might see over the top of it, there's a guy there who's way much way up higher than everyone else, looking, talking, who's, who's um, doing something a little bit interesting. Maybe he's walking on a ladder. Maybe he's walking on some stilts, riding a big unicycle. And he's talking to everybody. And this crowd isn't going anywhere, so they're not fed up of him yet. And he gets talking there, and you realize, okay, all at all the minute, all that he's doing is he's walking on a ladder or riding a unicycle. Pretty impressive, but this guy's going to do something else. And each, and as, as the 20 minutes go on, he starts describing the things that he's going to do. Um, he'll start getting out the torches. He'll get someone out from the crowd to be a part of the show. That's another way of keeping the crowd, by the way, because whoever's come out from the crowd is going to help. They're going to have people with them. They're not going anywhere until he's done now. So that's another so that's another little trick of keeping the crowd. So then he's got his night is juggling mads, whatever he's going to use, and their job is going to be to hold that. He'll have his lines that he's doing, his jokes that he's telling to keep everyone entertained. So all the way through this twenty minutes, he's building them up without actually delivering anything of substance yet. But it's all building to this moment when, and what he's going to end up doing is actually quite a simple trick. 
Um, he's just going to do some simple juggling on top of there. And that's sort of impressive if you're not a juggler, but if you've done this stuff, then it's small beer in terms of what circus skills go. But it's all about how you build it to it and how you make it this event. And so he's building all this up all this time. And um, gradually, as the crowd, throughout all this point, this crowd has been building. He's been building this crowd that all these people um, want. He's, um, he's um, expressing his personality. He's bringing it, making everyone a part of the show. He's building them towards this moment. At the moment, it doesn't matter what. He could just do a big fart up there by, by the end of it at this point. It's all about building to this perceived value. And then just before he does the final trick and gets to the event there, he says, I just want to say, by the way, and it's great to have you all here. This is what I do for a living. Um, I am a trained performer. I went to school and, and, I go, and I go to cities all over the world and I meet all these wonderful people. Um, and it means I can entertain people. And, and so I can live like this and so that I can make this act as good as I can. Um, I rely on people who will then show their goodwill, just like you are. And if he uses the right lines and he does this pitch correctly, everyone thinks, great, good on you. I love that you have made this otherwise boring day something interesting. And now um, I'm enjoying your show. And I feel like it is, I agree, this is worth what it is you ask. He might say then, um, other thing that will be in the hat lines will be something like, he say, I think that this is worth $10. I think if you put $10 in my hat, we'll go away happy. But if you can't afford $10, it doesn't matter. If you can't afford one cent, I don't care. Come along and shake my hand. I will be as pleased to see you as if you did me anything. He will say something like this. He'll make it clear that it's optional that you pay for this thing. But, but he's putting on this show because he wants to entertain people. But in order to keep on doing it, it gives people the opportunity to contribute. And um, then, then having done all this, all this time, he's still building it up. And then finally, he gets to the climax of his show. He does his trick. There'll be extra little bits in there to keep it interesting. He might have one extra little bit that he does there. He'll do the big finish, take the applause, and then he'll come out and do the hat. And you tell you what, if this guy's done his job properly, not once will the crowd then just clear off and not give him anything. At this point, the crowd will be coming in. All the kids in the crowd who are with their parents, they want to go and put some money in the hat because they're getting involved there. There's this whole idea now that this is a transaction that's worthwhile. And so all these people will come through. They will give him the money that he asked for. And if he's done it right, he can make hundreds of dollars in 20 minutes that way. And he thanks everybody. Um, he might hand out business cards if, it's, if that's something you can do. If it's people who might want something like that, they all go away. Um, Ten minutes later, that crowd has cleared. It's back in an empty space. He starts all over again. And he does that four or five times throughout the day. And at the end of it, he's, making, he's, he's, he's um, done pretty well for himself. And it's all about that 20-minute model of building a crowd, building up, establishing the value, establishing the idea that this, is a val that this is something of value that's worth paying for, but it's your choice to do it. So that's the other thing, um, flattering people with the choice, saying that this is something that if you agree that this is worthwhile and you've had a good time, then making them... I mean, I mean uh, this is another principle as well. If you want to persuade people, you make them think it's their idea. And then he does that. And then at the end of it, he, um, he, he collects it in, leaves everybody feeling better for the whole transaction. No one goes away from there feeling robbed because it's been established all the way through. Um, he said what he was delivering. He did it. He said what he thought it was worth. They agreed and they did it. And if they didn't, they could just shake his hand and that's as valuable. He made that clear. And it works. So that is busking theory. And that model has been operating on the streets of the world 
for centuries. And now I think that is pretty much the model that's um, become the internet economy. And that's the point I'd make. <clears throat> that is a, a great point. I was taking some notes there, and um, I'm going to just add one more thing here. I'm just uh, hmm. because I want people to get into this. Um, some of the stuff that you said that I heard was building anticipation, interest, and excitement. Mm. So you have to find a way to do that. And, and I think that we could do that in uh, with podcasts, with uh, YouTube videos. Uh, I think you could do that with your Facebook, uh, Instagram, or uh, Twitter live uh, things that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you... Like one of the things we do on our podcast is we do a lot of countdowns, you know, this, this, mm. this, this, and this, you know, we will say, you know, like the, uh, uh, like last week was the top 10 songs about the devil. Mm-hmm. And what we could do as, you know, and what we do is we go along and we take little breaks and we play, we also promote independent artists. So we take little breaks as we go. So what we could do is before the last break where we reveal maybe the top three or the number one is what we could do is say, we really appreciate you guys, uh, uh, you know, hanging out with us in, on the show today. If you've liked it so far and you really, you know, we're, we're going to go ahead and reveal the, the top, the, the number one song about the devil here after the next break. Uh, if you could though, we'd really appreciate if you could go to and send them to our Patreon or our PayPal dot, me or or whatever um so we've built that anticipation and excitement and interest and so before the big climax we hit them up for you know while they're into it while they're rocking out while they're having a good time you know at the height of that hitting them up for you know monetary remuneration right is that kind of what you're saying like before the guy does the big finale yeah i'm never I mean, the other thing is selling T-shirts. So many um, places do that now, and um, they will have like exclusive ones for something that's come up. And there's a T-shirt you can just get on that day. We've got this run on it. Even if it's print on demand, it's still only available for that day. After that, we're taking it away, and you ain't getting it again. So um, T-shirts are a big um, part of um, this. Certainly, for I gotta a lot write of that down. That's a great idea. So actually, so um, saying not only so this is a way you can support us. By buying something that you can own. Right, exactly. So that's another thing. Mm. We can have a specific t-shirt. We can have a link to a specific t-shirt <clears throat> that they get just on that day. Mm. Um, that is, um, I, I, yeah, so those are all, I, so, so those are like kind of like what I was putting together as you were talking, as you were describing mm. the busking, busking theory, busking mm. practice. Uh, the other thing you said that I thought was really powerful was flatter people by giving them a choice. Yeah. And I think what this does is this makes them feel like they have ownership in what's going on. So this is one of the thing one of the things we do on our podcast. Now we've not monetized this, but we have gotten a great result and have been able to grow our listenership by running a day or so before we do our Facebook live is we run some kind of post where we get, we create audience feedback. For instance, on the songs about the devil, 
uh, show that we just did for Halloween. <clears throat> you know, the day of or the day before I ran a, you know, I, I picked a cool picture and we ran it on Facebook. We should have done it on Instagram too. I'm learning that Instagram is insanely powerful. It's insanely powerful. And I, I'm like really excited, but I don't want to digress into Instagram today. We'll do another show on Instagram. Uh, but in any case, we do that. And I so we'll say, what is your, you know, Name, tell us your top three favorite songs about the devil. Oh, you know, put, post a funny picture or something like that because pictures get people to stop and look at what you're doing. Um, and you will get tons and tons of responses. Then we'll give those people shout outs on the show. Thank you mm. so much. You know, so it makes people feel like, oh, it's my podcast, too. Yeah. Um, and they're part of they're they're part of what's going. So finding ways to bring people into what you're doing and making them part of it also giving them a choice about the paying as well like you're not like 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 in other words we're not doing this like uh, you know doing the countdown and then say and then then stopping it's it at the top three and saying <laughs> if you want to hear the last three you know you have to pay first so you have to go and download something you know i mean that is another way of doing it i think <clears throat> I think you could experiment with that, but I think the better thing to do, I think what we're talking about today in yeah. terms of this, the curve, uh, the art of asking free, all these different, you know, uh, books that are out there are saying that that is more like holding the audience up as opposed to giving them that choice. Right. Mm. Absolutely. So we want to give I'm them the choice. So you don't want to like, you don't want to, you know, be like, Oh, you can't find out what the top three are. You have to go here and pay $10 and download this special thing to find out what it is. Because I think, you know, at that point, especially when you're doing something like a podcast where it's like you're, you lose the continuity too. like that would just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be like, you know, you don't want to look like a mercenary. Right. Um, but there's, there's, there's something else that um, somebody told me years ago. And this was back when I was at college. One of the things that was talked about briefly is when you're approaching for arts grants, for grants for things, um, with arts organizations or whoever. Here it's the Art Council. I don't know who does it in the US. Um, did, um, would be people like PRS be involved in that sort of thing. Whoever does like community arts or people who give grants for things. But one of the things I was told back then is whenever you're applying for stuff, they like things that are going to happen anyway, but they're not going to happen as well if they don't give you the grant. So um, it's something that you're going to do no matter what. But if they give you that grant, you'll be able to do it a little bit bigger and a little bit better and benefit more people. And that's, and that's what the nature of your pitch is going to be. So even when it's at that institutional level, there's still that element of choice involved. And it's saying, like, we're not coming here saying, um, give us money or kiss goodbye to the arts in this country. That's not how it works. You say, because they know full well that grassroots is all about the sort of art that's going to happen no matter what. And that's the sort of thing they want to support. They want people who are passionate about arts. They don't want some uh, vacuum cleaner salesman who's just coming to think he wants to make a quick buck. So if you say this is something we're passionate about and this is something we really want to do, but with your support, we'll be able to take it to more people. Even when you watch things like Shark Tank or Dragon's Den, they're doing the exact same thing when they're talking about the pitches. It's not just saying, I've got a great idea, give me money. It's not, the first question that those, those guys will ask is, okay, what have you done already without our help? And why is it you want us to give you money now to take it further? It's because we want to make it bigger. And that's why we're looking for investments at this point. 
It's exactly the same thing here. When even when you're approaching your super fans and the general public, you're asking them to invest in in um, in the more interesting world that you represent. You want them. You want them invested in a world that has you in it. Um. Okay. Um. It the uh, the other link. I, the other thing I wanted to share on the same topic is free the future of a radical price by Chris Anderson. And I will put an Amazon link to that in the show notes um, as well. Free is come. Free is here. I don't need, it's not even coming. It's here. <laughs> so you got to figure out what in the hell you're going to do about it or, or with it. If you're going to bury your head in the sand, and say, well, no, no, that's not how it works. I'm getting paid, goddammit. You're gonna, you know, I'm gonna hold mm. everybody up until I, uh, you know, you pay this price. Then you're going to be a very sad, lonely person <laughs> with no fans. <laughs> um, it's just the. I think that what happened early was, you know, with the this goes back to MP3. Napster, when all that exploded, you know, and then there was the giant thing with Metallica, mm-hmm. you know, coming out and, and, and sort of trying to defend artists. And people took that stand for about 10 years. We have to do something about this. This is wrong. We've got to find something, you know. And people, once the, once not just the internet, but high speed internet happened, it was, a, it was over. It was over even before they before we even knew it was over. Everything was mm-hmm. going to be free. We are moving towards that in our society. Um, I don't want to wax too sociopolitical, philosophical on about it. Ultimately, I think what's going to happen is actually going to make everything better and everybody better down the road. We are living though in a in a time where and I think people are going to look back on this time in history and uh, and see that it was a real struggle, but we came out of it on the other side with something like a way better, way 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 better way better way of doing things, uh, mm-hmm. less greed, less you know people are like a more symbiotic relationship between customer and product, customer and customer provide a uh, uh, customer service provider. Um, business and client, you're going to find a much more um, fluid kind of relationship there. You know, I was thinking this morning as I was getting ready to do this show, like in the in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and early 2000s, rock musicians, music stars, rock stars, whatever you want to call them, were kind of expected to be above everybody. Mm. They were kind of like, you know, worshipped and everything. Nowadays, because everybody's on social media, if you're a dick, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts you. Yeah. One of the people, one of the reasons why everybody loves Dave Grohl is because he's like the nicest guy in the world. And he he's probably really living that because, you know, it would have got caught on YouTube. Right. You know, Dave mm. Grohl being a dick to somebody. You know what I mean? I would like. So um, this idea that like we're working with the audience now. Mm. They are they're in this with us. We're all part of something. And some of these ideas were around earlier. I mean, I think was one of the success of the Grateful Dead. That was the success of Woodstock and things that happened, different things we could point to in past in music history. But mm. I think that it is now becoming the way of doing it. If you're not doing it this way, 
you're really going to be kind of left in the dust. I mean, are there all, you know, are the, the giant corporations are still going to push their people out in front. You know, I mean, they're still going to be working on that old model for a, for at least for a while. Um, and if you want to go in that direction, this is not the podcast for you. You're going to go mm-hmm. to find somebody who can, you know, leverage you and get you connected with, you know, the big corporations that will, you know, put you, put you in that position. <clears throat> but 90% of musicians out there need to be thinking in this way. Even if you're in a cover band, you need to be thinking this way because I've been asked recently to be in a cover band and the, you know what the, you know what my pay is? It's a, I'll give you a hint. I won't tell you the number, but it's the same pay I was making in the early 2000s, like almost 20 years ago. It's the same money. We have to change how we're doing things and we have to embrace free. Yeah, anything else you want to add, Carrie? Before we, uh... I, think, I, think, I think, I think the main thing to um, to sort of like finish up on that though is like talk about what we don't give away for free. Because um, obviously, if you give everything away for free, then uh, you're sort of like you're putting a lot of faith in people to just do things out of there. Uh... We've talked already about physical merchandise stuff that even even when three D printing comes in, there's still value in having something tangible coming. But also. Um, the biggie here will be the albums. Now, it's been said that the album format is dead. And I don't think that's true. Um, but what it does mean is the album then is what is what you end up trying to sell. Well, I you know what? I, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do, because we're 30 minutes or so in, and I don't want to make this long. Can we do a part two mm-hmm. next week on what is not going to be free. And that way that okay. gives you and I some time to kind of right. do a little research on it and come up with people because people may, because I, I think that this is enough. Get out there and start bringing the audience in with what you're doing. Find that point where you have reached that, you know, near, I could, I'm so tempted to make a, a like make us do like a sex metaphor here, but I'll let you use your mm-hmm. imagination on that where people are just at that, almost at that climax. And that is the time to, in a friendly, just as Carrie stated earlier, mm-hmm. look, I'll shake your hand. Even if you, you know, and I, we love all the audience no matter what, but we really feel like this is worth about 10 bucks. And if you mm-hmm. could throw that at us, here's our Patreon link or whatever. Now let's go ahead and continue on what we're doing or whatever. Now, mm-hmm. now here's the song I told you, can't believe my re you know, interpretation of uh, flight of Icarus by iron maiden. You know, I'm going to do mm-hmm. it on a classical guitar with a accordion tied to my back or something, whatever it is you're going to do. Um, and then, so, and I think, I think that that's a good place where, you know, so I think everybody can get their mind around this idea. And it's the idea too. Carrie said so brilliantly at the beginning of the show about, you know, getting them hooked. <laughs> and then, then you want to, then you charge to feed that addiction. And we're going to talk next week on the different ways to kind of monetize free. That sounds like a oxymoron, doesn't it, Carrie? Yeah. Mono, how do we monetize but, um, free? <laughs> but that's but that's where but that's but here we are. That's what we're trying to do. Th- that, that's what we're going to do. I mean, this is yeah. I, I love this. I, I I feel like this is revolution. I think the hippie in me too is kind <laughs> of like going like yeah, you know what I mean uh, about this um, because you're still going to make money and you can still be wildly successful. Just think, guys, uh, throughout the week, think about YouTube, Google, Facebook, Twitter. All these things are free, but they are making money. Mm. 
Do-do-do-do. You feel the Twilight Zone <laughs> music playing in the background, you know? It's, it's, it's crazy. We're going to get into it on next week's show. Um, mm. Carrie, anything, any place you want to send people on the internet to check out anything you're doing? Um, well, mine's always kjkmusic.co.uk. Um, everything I do is linked from there. Excellent. Um, as I say, um, just shouting out what we've talked about today. That was, we talked about the curveonline.com. Um, that's all one word. Uh, what was the one you said? Was there a site that was basically uh, what, what I did saying? was in the, in the notes, I put down uh, some links, first of all. And if you you can just find these easily yourself, uh, if you're just listening, uh, go to you want to find Amanda Palmer's TED talk. So yeah. just search, just go to YouTube, Amanda Palmer, Ted, and it comes right up. Or There's a link on the show notes. Yeah. And, well, and the book she wrote was called The Art of Asking. The Art of Asking is her book, as well as Free the Future of a Radical Price by Chris Anderson. And I put the link to that. That's available mm-hmm. on Audible uh, as well. If you're, an, I'm a huge, huge Audible fan. I just finished Devil in the White mm-hmm. City on Audible. It was amazing. Anyways, Free the Future of a Radical Price by Chris Anderson. You can get that on Amazon or Audible. And we... And we also, we also mentioned Leah. Hers is the Savvy Musician Academy. Savvy Musician it? Academy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also talked about yeah. that. Yeah. So again, check it. Check all these things out, guys. Let this melt. You know, move around in your head uh, throughout the week, and we're going to come on next week, and we're going to kind of unpack the next sort of side of this. The other side is once we're free, and once we've got the people going like drooling over what we're doing, what's the next step? What do we do? What can we do from there in light of the fact that maybe even more physical stuff that we thought we were going to make money on may be free as well. We're going to discuss that too. All right, guys, you've been listening to Ludini rock and roll circus master uh, musicians, mastermind, Go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com to check out all the podcasts and everything. We have t- tons of cool stuff for you guys there. Um, and we will uh, we have a we have a private group as well. Uh, at this point, I'm just going to say, if you want access to that, just email me. I don't have a clean link for it yet. We are still uh, getting our – we're working on so many things all at once, and it's just it's like trying to eat an elephant, you know. So just email me at Lou at LouLombardiMusic.com. And I will make sure that you uh, get in, uh, get into the group. All right, Carrie, you have a great week, buddy. And I will. Uh, well, let's talk for a minute once we wrap up yeah. the show. But uh, you have a great week, bud. And I will. Uh, we'll we'll get together next week. All right. Okay. See you guys.